0: Welcome back to the care to change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. We are glad you've chosen to join us. Today, you'll be listening to a conversation between our director, April Bordeaux, and Michael Spencer, one of care to change's therapists. They will be discussing the topic of sleep. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back to the Care to
1: Change podcast. We're so glad that you have joined us today. Uh, If you're joining us, you know that the topic is, I can't sleep. I need answers. And so today's topic is all about what can we do to get better sleep? And I have a special guest with me today, as always, Mike Spencer. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really glad to be here. I am so glad that you're here and even more glad that you're on our team at Care to Change. Uh, you're new to um, the podcast. So this is the yes, first I time am. maybe the the listeners have heard of you. So I want right. to just take a minute before we dive into sleep, just to give them an idea about who you are, because you're so special to us, oh, but they don't know you. So tell sure. us a little bit about you and what brought you to Care to Change.
2: Well, uh, for many uh, years, I did counseling work on my own and decided that i'm really not wired to be on my own that i really do need to engage with people and uh it's been just a great decision to be part of a team and because of that i feel like i have a lot more resources and it's just nice to enter situations and dealing with problems and solutions where you're not the only head in the room (laughs) thinking about those. Yeah, it's
1: so good, and I'm glad you're here. Well, thanks. So if someone is listening to you Uh and they say, I I kinda like what he has to say, I I wanna call and request an appointment, tell everyone um, what kind of things do you see people for? How do you help people?
2: Right, well I do work uh, in uh, quite a bit of marriage context working with uh, marriages that are uh, having issues uh, or struggling. Uh, I work in the area, work with men and uh, work in, of course, with uh, addiction, pornography, or just leadership issues. And then I also work with a lot of adoption, uh, foster care, so in trauma with children. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big area. And as uh, over time, I've begin to see how those uh, children as adults have those trauma issues in marriage and try mm-hmm. to helping them work through that um, is a big part of
1: what I do here. Nice, nice and you didn't mention that you do brain spotting.
2: I do brain spotting. yeah yeah so. and that's just a kind of a way you know for some people it's difficult for them to talk about emotions, talk mm-hmm. about things. They feel really really stuck and so you utilize uh, brain spotting for those mm-hmm. in those situations to help them kind of process those traumas and hurts in a way that kind of releases them.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Lots of tools. Yeah. So marriage, men, pornography, church leadership, right. leadership, right. Um, parenting. Right. So yeah, parenting. you can all that are listening understand why we appreciate him so much on our team, because he brings a lot of what is needed and so much of what we experience as difficulties in our life mm-hmm. have to do with this very topic of sleep we could have called it rest, right. which we've said in other podcasts, um, rest mm. is sort of counter cultural, right? So mm. the world tells us that we can rest when we die. That's supposed to be a funny thing to say, <laughs> right? right. And so we're not often given the opportunity to, to rest. And right. if we tell people no, because we're going to go to sleep, we're viewed as lazy. And so there's this idea um, that sleep is sort of the evil mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. What we know right. is that sleep is the foundation for a lot of mental health right, That's and right. making good decisions. And right. so can you talk about, before we get into how do we sleep, right. can you talk a little bit about what happens in our bodies and minds and relationships when we're lacking sleep?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things that it's really, um, you know, under-considered, like sleep is something you need if, if you're a weakling or mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you. But it really dramatically impacts our lives. In fact, um, there's been a, it was a study showing that uh, with the effects of alcohol on la- lack of sleep. So if a person drank a single bottle of beer on eight hours of sleep, that same Effect, right? If you had only six hours sleep, that beer would have the effect of two and a half beers. So, even just a couple hours sleep, so that it affects, we're readily more intoxicated. So, not Mm -hmm. that I'm recommending intoxication, but simply that it's surprising to people. They figure out, they think, well, you know, it's been a long week, you know, so imagine, you know, been a long week, worked hard. You go out for dinner, you have some alcohol, and then you get in trouble because you're actually more intoxicated than you realize. Okay. So that's something that sleep affects a lot, mm-hmm. right? It affects brain function, it affects our ability to uh, accurately perceive our environment, um, our ability to empathize with other people. Uh, so sleep becomes is just foundational for mm-hmm. for for what, for good health for good relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when there's that lack of sleep, you know, it it only takes, you know, 24 hours of no sleep before you can start hallucinating. Okay. So people don't realize how quickly you can.
1: That's um, a mind function.
2: Right. That's a mind function. So
1: not giving yourself permission to sleep can actually cause changes in your, in your, in your mind functioning. That's right. And you said something, the ability to perceive your surroundings. Right. What does that mean?
2: Well, you know, in some ways, it's like um, you begin to sort of narrow in your focus, right, into Mm the things right in front of you because of fatigue. And you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. our perceptions, you know, are are about what a grasping of what's in our context, what's around us. And so sometimes we get really narrow focus. We don't Mm -hmm. see things even around us or hear things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just reduces our ability to function, to do our work well, to have good relationships.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you you don't get sleep and it's going to impact so many things. I, you know, I keep thinking about, um, relationally, you know, you said it can impact the relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, I want to go two directions with that and I'm not sure, but I, I think the first one is when, when you're not getting enough sleep, how does it give a practical way it would impact a relationship?
2: Well, you know, many ways, um, you, Part of being in a relationship is also attending to the needs of the other person, Mm -hmm. right? And when you have a lack of sleep, you kind of put yourself into a survival mode. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing that you feel pressed is to take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And so you're not looking to take care of the other person or to meet their needs. And so just a lack of sleep, people are going to experience you as being more self-focused or more selfish. Mm -hmm. And so even so, you desire may not to be that, but if you have a lack of sleep, you're going to fall into that pattern mm-hmm. of kind of, what do I need to do for myself? And not thinking about those around you and what they need.
1: Right, right. Wow. So lack of sleep affects the, our cognitive abilities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our relationship, our, our view and perspective about what we see. Um, when we talk about mental health, um, I know that we talk a lot about anxiety sure. and depression. Yeah. What does sleep have to do with anxiety and depression?
2: Well, so on the one hand, if you're telling yourself you've got to be awake all the time, you are communicating to your body that you're in a stressful situation, mm-hmm. right? That, it, that, that uh, you've got to be kind of awake and you've got to deprive yourself of something necessary. So it automatically is going to heighten your anxiety or stress in your body mm-hmm. just by constantly putting yourself in that position of, I must stay awake, I must work, or Mm -hmm. I must whatever, and Mm -hmm. not sleep. Um, And so that kind of raises the baseline for Mm -hmm. your uh, stress in your body, right? So rather than being, I'm fine, things are good, you're actually communicating to your body, things are not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have to be more intense, um, and probably what I didn't say earlier was that means you're going to typically more intense, you're going to communicate more harshly, mm. you know, mm-hmm. if, even when you don't mean to irritability, I mean, irritability. Then so it's it a real up. thing. It's, you get become irritable when you're right. tired. That's, that's right. a real Absolutely.
1: thing. And that's biological. That's right. not just like right. someone using an excuse. Right. So you become, and that would mean, and you didn't say this, but this is what you're sort of alluding to when you don't allow yourself sleep you're going to feel the symptoms of anxiety mm-hmm. more often right. or That's more right. frequently. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for those listening, um, you know, we're, our topic today is I can't sleep, but I think I, I wanted to start with, you know, well, not sleeping, Gives this impact, right? Right. So in all of these different areas, it's such a foundation and yet our culture just really its almost a badge of honor that I'm not sleeping. It's just like, I only need two hours of sleep a night. And, and even some of our prominent Mm -hmm. leaders Mm -hmm. will speak about how they don't need quote a lot of sleep. And, and, um, you know, so we get mixed messages about this whole thing related to sleep. So for those of you that are listening, you're probably saying, well, I already know I don't sleep enough. Maybe they've sure. already felt the effects of, sure. of not sleeping, and that's why you've tuned in today. And so I want to shift our focus from, wow, all of these things. And I know we just barely touched on them, but you right. can see how broad lack of sleep can be, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the lots of different areas that affects us. But to shift to, okay, why can't I sleep? I think a lot of mm-hmm. times... Um, People believe, well, I shut the light off. I should be able right. to go to sleep and I can't go to sleep. Right. And so there's so much more. We right. talk about what we call sleep hygiene. Right. And people right. think about, you know, normal bodily hygiene. They're talking about showers and mm-hmm. brushing your teeth mm-hmm. and taking care of your skin and and right. your hygiene, right? Right. But there's something, you know, sort of known as sleep hygiene too. So sure. it's not like, oh, I flipped the light switch off and now I'm supposed to be able to go to sleep. Right. Right. So talk about in the ideal situation. Sure. Wh- how, you know, how do you get sleep? What is what does that even mean? What's the best way to set your body up for good sleep?
2: Right. Right. And I do want to kind of mention like you said the best in the best circumstances, and there are circumstances in life where it's hard to get sleep just because of schedules or Mm -hmm. children waking up or sick at night. And so Mm -hmm. you don't need to feel guilty because you have children who are waking you up at night. Right. (laughs) But if we're going to set ourselves up, we need to also evaluate like what kind of a routine can we have? Will our life allow? And that's sort of the beginning of it, right? There's a routine our bodies love to be able to know what's coming, sort of predict how things Mm -hmm. are going and to kind of prepare for it, right? We can sort of even think about how we, we, if we're going to go watch a sunset, Mm -hmm. how we go and we sit still, Mm -hmm. right? And we we kind of make ourselves still. And then as the sun goes down, there's just the diminishing of light, the lowering of the light kind Mm -hmm. of coming down. And then finally, it sort of disappears below the horizon, but there's still light, right? Mm-hmm. And then gradually, then it sort of, then rather quickly, it gets dark. Mm-hmm. And so, one finding the time, say we're going to stop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I am going to stop. And the best way to do it I'm going to stop an hour before I'm going to go to sleep, mm-hmm. right? Before I'm actually going to say. I'm going to turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. Now, that might mean that you do your routine for getting ready for bed, you know, brushing your teeth and all that before that or in the middle of it. But at some point, you have to say, okay, I'm stopping now. Mm-hmm. So I'm quieting my mind with its activity levels. I'm actually also dimming the lights mm-hmm. like like sunset does. It doesn't mm-hmm. just go off, it dims. Mm-hmm. and And so that cues our body into producing melatonin Mm -hmm. which is the natural sort of thing that you know gets us to sleep and as we age we produce less of that so that's Mm -hmm. why children they can be asleep and you can carry them in from the car and they don't wake up because the amount of melatonin they have in their Mm -hmm. bodies Whereas adults, we don't quite have that, but Mm -hmm. because we need to actually be awake when our kids wake up. (laughs) Right,
1: right, right. Um,
2: So, one, we're gonna need to pick a time. And it Mm -hmm. needs to be, generally speaking, an hour before we're gonna sort of settle down to be asleep in that process. Mm -hmm. But some things have needed to happen before that, right? So, one, there's a point at which, okay, you shouldn't be taking any more fluids because otherwise that's gonna wake you up at Mm -hmm. night and Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to go to the bathroom. So, you're gonna want to kind of Stop taking fluids. It's kind of typically thinking, you know, three to four hours before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you kind of have a routine of how you're closing down the day. You get to that hour before bedtime. You reduce the lights. You know, Mm -hmm. you bring the turn on, turn off as many lights as you can or dim them if possible and and begin to engage in some kind of relaxing Mm -hmm. non-screen time.
1: Oh, activity. no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't just say non-screen time. Right.
2: So no screens an hour before you go to sleep.
1: So before you, you, you hang up on us, right? <laughs> uh, why Mike, why does, because people say, right. well, I, that's how I relax. It's what you hear. Sure, sure. Talk about that. What does that mean? Well,
2: I mean, it's true. It's what they do when they're not active. So they're relaxing, but actually, It's not helping them to really turn their minds completely off, but also then it also increases the amount of light, right? Mm -hmm. And usually, you know, the proximity of that light and the brightness of that light actually does the opposite of what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. with dimming the lights down. Those screens bring off a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of light, um, so you know maybe it's time to invest in some traditional books with that are made out of paper, oh. <laughs> right? The old fashioned paper, way, right? That's right. Well, you know, right? You know, Kindle e-readers are not as bright. Are they not? They're not like they don't have a mm-hmm. light, so you could do that. But the idea is, you know, engaging in something that's gonna, a routine that's going to relax. Now, maybe maybe you're like my wife. Maybe you'd rat you knit for. For that, you know, 45 minutes before you're going to go to sleep, or there's something to do. For me, I actually like to write, mm-hmm. right? So I have some, you know, uh, prompts, some questions. Type, and I'm,
1: type on your phone, you like to do? No, no, no. I write on no, paper. Oh, actually, like with a pen? <laughs>
2: right. Actually, yeah. paper. Yeah. yeah. So you write down uh, on yeah. paper and respond. And that just helps you kind of connect with yourself right. and sort of uh, f- make you feel uh, you know, not disconnected with all the activities of the day, but kind of like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm experiencing things. And you can feel settled that way by writing. Uh, that's one thing you can certainly do in that wind down time. Reading is another thing, Mm -hmm. usually reading, not for like a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Something that is more renewing, refreshing. Mm -hmm. So it could Mm -hmm. be a devotional, it could be scripture. It could be a novel, Mm -hmm. a number of different things, but Mm-hmm. not something where you're trying to learn and pass a test. Right. Oh,
1: so no studying for your test. That's
2: right. No studying in bed or no studying like that. So context wise, we want to separate work from sleep. Okay. So that's part of the good hygiene. Don't do work it where you sleep. Mm. Because you give your body a and your brain a funky choice mm-hmm. of association. Do I do I Associate this with sleep and there fall asleep while I'm trying to do work, or do I associate this with work and stay awake when I'm trying to fall asleep? And so we create some confusion for our minds and bodies. You're
1: stepping on some toes here, I can tell. I know, I know. (laughs) I I can feel my own. I can feel my own right now for those of you that answer that one last email before bed, right? While you're in bed, because it's so. Um, and so then we wonder, well, why aren't we getting good sleep?
2: Right. right. Can
1: you talk about, I heard you say drinking, um, can you talk about food and exercise and what that has to do with
2: sleep? Well, yeah. And so, um, well, one, I would say you have, you do have to be cautious about how close to going to bed you exercise, Mm -hmm. but that's certainly, um, you know, let your body get rid of a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you work out, when you exercise, it requires your muscles to engage and let go of the stress that your muscles Mm. are sort of holding Mm -hmm. holding on to, and that allows you to you know, sleep much better with the, with exercise, but mm-hmm. you don't want to do it more than usually for most people within two or three hours mm-hmm. of bedtime. Now, that's different than say taking a, a, a stroll in your neighborhood or walk through your neighborhood. That's non right. exercise kind of focused. It's just kind of a, a part of winding down, which mm-hmm. is also what you could do in the evening. Yeah, um, and then food, right. Um, eating too close to bedtime, obviously, you know, is not helpful with the blood going to your digestive system mm-hmm. and it kind of complicates matters where you're trying to sleep. It can also cause a lot of dreams, uh, if you're eating too close to bedtime mm-hmm. and it can again, kind of keep you awake because mm-hmm. the body is functioning to di- do the digestive process, but mm-hmm. food and, and even particularly, um, You know, I know that personally, I'll admit that I want to eat something sweet, you know, Mm a bowl of ice cream before bed. (laughs) And of course, that's not great because when melatonin released, it also reduces our metabolism. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: so a lot of that... um, sugar is going to be metabolized and just get stuck right to our body (laughs) right so that's definitely not good
1: so i guess if we're stepping on toes let's step on all of them right because we've already we've already we'll see how we'll see how many people listen to all of this right right Right. um let's talk about the tv because okay i'm not on my screen but i go to sleep with my tv on what does that do
2: well, right. And I would say, actually, I would consider that a screen. So okay. it's it's at a greater distance, but it has the same kind of light, okay. right, uh-huh. emitting. And the brightness there mm-hmm. kind of keeps you awake. Now I understand sometimes people need some white noise. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to tune your TV to a station that's, you know, uh, clear and just have it, tsh- mm-hmm. that's okay. Be good if you turn off the screen, but mm-hmm. um, just the sound can be okay. Right. But, you know, the screen has that negative impact of telling our bodies, hey, it's light out, we should be productive.
1: And I've read about this white noise thing too, you Mm -hmm. know, because we use it for kids, you know, like read about the white noise and it reproduces the sound in the womb and all this. And I've heard that, you know, after a certain age with the the brain development, that the noise, and even for us as adults, having that on doesn't allow our brains to rest. It keeps trying to process what it's hearing right right so right. it's almost like well some people say oh, well i need that to go to right. sleep or to stay asleep and then they're right. saying they're tired so so okay we're we're running out of time but i want right. to just see if i hit on all of these i heard right. routine mm-hmm. drinking mm-hmm. and eating prior right. to not to do that right about an hour before to settle down and gosh it it, it almost sounds like and i wonder what the listeners think about right. this like Wow, everything's been taken away. What (laughs) what do you do that hour before? But I love your analogy of watching the sunset Mm -hmm. and how we do just pause and watch um, all of that turn down. And we need that sort of um, in our lives each night before Mm -hmm. to sort of give us that chance. And no wonder why. Um, And then the the, the issue of the screens, you know, it's, it's no wonder people say. I just can't sleep or I don't right. get enough sleep, you right. know, because so much mm-hmm. of what you just list is completely contradictory right. to what right. life brings. Right. And so, um, Mike, thank you oh, you're welcome. for joining us. I know this is, that was just a little snippet of all sure. of related to sleep, right. um, but I want to say to the listeners and and Mike mentioned this, you know, there are ages and stages mm-hmm. of life, right. When we're caring for others, when there's a stressful time in our lives that keep us up Mm -hmm. when there's work that requires. So there's, there has to be a grace in that, but that's not a life Mm -hmm. that's a season. Mm -hmm. And, um, so what I, I guess what I would say is if you're in that season, giving yourself permission to have the season, but to, to, um, to really institute as much of what uh, Mike shared with us as possible so that you're Mm -hmm. the best version of you in that season, Um, but that if after doing these things, you're still not sleeping, um, you know, our bodies do change. And sometimes, especially, you know, for women Mm -hmm. hormonally, you know, that will affect how women sleep. And so I would say, you know, if you're doing these things and you're Mm -hmm. still having a hard time sleeping that, um, to give yourself permission to really reach out for help, you know, if if what's keeping you up at night are ruminating thoughts about something that's right. happened mm-hmm. um, to you, or mm-hmm. a worry, or it is uh, anxiety that um, to reach out because you want right. to restore that sleep to your life. So, if you have questions, if we if we've touched on a nerve and and you want to ask a little bit more, I want to encourage you to reach out to our care line. You can text us, you can call us, you can email us. We're here for you as a resource. We bring this topic to you because we know, as Mike described at the beginning, the vast impact of what not having sleep does in our lives. And it's so countercultural. Right. And right. so we really know that this is an important foundation to living a healthy life and having healthy um, mental health and wellness. So reach out to us if you need help. Um, take advantage of that care line that's available. We have other great um, topics. If you liked what, what Mike was talking about, we've, we've got other topics, um, check out our other podcast. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, everyone.
0: You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.